0: Oh, hi, Steph. Is it? Can you hear me properly?
1: Uh, yes, I can hear you just fine. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm great, how are
0: you? Oh, I'm excellent. So, uh, <coughs> is that all? Uh, all set?
1: Uh, oh yeah. no, we're uh, we're recording away. Um, um, maybe we can splice the video together later. But uh, you had some uh, questions or uh, criticisms of. Some approaches that I'd taken. I was more here.
0: Yes, uh, <clears throat> there were other, you know, some uh, some issues regarding a few comments that you made in your uh, video presentations. As such, uh, I, I know you didn't mention any critics towards. Uh, the points you made regarding Plato's philosophical approach in uh, iwakens is concerning. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I just want to make sure: can you hear me properly, or should I the no, volume? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Do. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So you know that uh, that story that we get our knowledge from the ether, and uh, it's a philosophical approach that many philosophers. Uh, don't disagree with it. And when you when you presented it on a, your video, you didn't really uh, <clears throat> put it down as nonsense or just organized opinions, you know, and uh, stuff like that. You know, you just went along with it without any extra, <clears throat> you know. You, you see my point?
1: I'm not sure what you mean by went along with it. Because I oppose that view, um, what do you mean? Do you mean that I went along as if the view were false without disproving it?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it sounds sounds something similar to religion, right? I mean, why wouldn't you turn it down as you as you would turn religion? But you didn't. You just said, "Oh, actually, it's pre-accepted uh, philosophy in a in a philosophical community. So why not? Would be you know, give it a a go as well? You know, I mean, you didn't turn it down. I mean, you just I mean, you don't, you know, like you, you would uh, make a point about religion and you would right away say this is nonsense or, you know, but I, I haven't really heard heard you, uh, how you say, uh, how, you, how you call it? Uh, it, it doesn't have a null, what is that uh, philosophical terminology? Yeah, uh, null
1: hypothesis, right.
0: No hypothesis doesn't have, but uh, you also don't make any... Uh, contrary arguments, you know, why, why is it nonsense that we gain our knowledge from the womb or before we are born and we kind of get a glimpse of it and when we, we are born we try to remember as soon as we, we see that in a, through our five senses, right?
1: I mean, it's, it's mostly to do with the realm of concept formation, that how is it that we recognize a table as a table? Well, the lucky in our Aristotelian view is that we build that Um, definition up through exposure to tables, learning what they're used for, uh, hearing the word described, and we then derive the concept from each instance that we experience in our life. Whereas the Platonists would instead say that we have been floating around a perfect table before we're born, and that is how we recognize a table as a table, that it's not empirically derived from our sense evidence, but that we remember it as a perfect table before we're born.
0: Yeah, uh, I see. Uh, okay, let's let's move on. If you if you don't mind, uh, towards another issue that I
1: Wait, sorry.
0: I, I came along.
1: Hey, hang on, I, I yeah. don't know that. I don't think we've dealt with that issue. I mean, I've just described the two viewpoints, oh. but your question is, how do we know the tonic one is false?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I personally. I personally don't have any, you know, uh, any views first on regarding this issue. It's just that I was expecting you to kind of turn it down uh, pretty clearly, which you I haven't heard you doing it on uh, on your video. So it's pretty much yeah, what I've, i was I've saying. Talked
1: about, uh, I've talked about it a little bit in a podcast. Aristotle has a fantastic refutation, which we don't have to get into here. But it's uh, uh, the basic thing is that. This, is, um, th- th- this whole perspective relies on a religious approach to truth, which Plato is obviously quite keen on, and he's got a real mystical side to him. But the idea that before we are born, our consciousness is superior and inhabiting a world of perfect forms is uh, such a ludicrous idea. I mean, if you're not, if you're not religious, if you're a, a materialist or if you're scientific, it is such a useless and ornate overcomplication of concept formation. It requires that we ascribe superior perceptivity to a fetus. It requires that we invent an alternate universe, uh, which obviously multiplicity is not good. Occam's razor is that the simplest explanation is almost always the best, all other things being equal. We have to invent an alternate universe. We have to invent an additional kind of sensory apparatus, because obviously a a fetus in the womb cannot perceive this alternate universe using any of its five senses, because it's in a womb, right? So it's in a dark uh, cave, uh, a dark wet cave, a black wet cave, and therefore can't perceive anything. So in order for Plato's thesis to be valid, uh, these are just some of the logical problems. You have to invent an alternate universe. You have to ascribe superior cognitive capacity to a fetus. Uh, and does this occurs, occur when the cell first divides? Does it occur when the fetus is looking like a fish? Does it occur when the fetus is covered with a fine uh, coat of hair? Does it, and, and when does this all fade? So you have to invent superior cognitive capacities for a fetus. You have to invent an alternate universe. You have to populate this alternate universe with some sort of ethereal perfect forms. And then you have to give a direct a direct capacity for the fetus to perceive in some way that has never been explained this alternate universe or, or other universe of perfect forms. And that is, to me, a, you can't smoke enough drugs to make that a, a, a workable thesis when you already have a perfectly workable thesis insofar as concept formation occurs within the mind after repeated exposure to similar shaped objects. So we don't need to, like in the Aristotelian or Lockean view, we don't need to invent alternate universes. We don't need to ascribe superior abilities to a fetus. We don't need to invent uh, the world of forms. We don't need to invent some mystical way that the fetus perceives these world of forms and so on. So I agree with you uh, that perhaps I should have gone into more detail. And I hope I've gone into a little bit more detail here. There's a more rigorous logical argument that Aristotle applies to this. Which is um, a little too complicated to go into here, but I do- absolutely.
0: I mean, you know, Steph, you you kind of you went through, through all of what I was looking for to to hear from you, and thank you for that. You know, because uh, you don't clarify it, it uh, you know, you don't dismiss in uh, in your videos or. Whatever it was one one situation or, or several situations where you put forward this problem. <laughs> but now you dismiss it very, very clearly. So it's great to hear that because uh, you actually you said, like, I don't want to repeat myself, but just to make it more uh, <clears throat> bold statement, you know, like philosophical, some philosophers, you know, actually push, push this uh, idea into the their community, and you are a philosopher. So it sounds to me pre awkward, you know?
1: Oh, it is. No, I but mean, now, now
0: you definitely clarified it. Now, yeah, no, now you, you definitely,
1: there's yeah. There's a whole German idealist, Hegel. Uh, there's a whole German idealist and, uh, to some degree, French rationalist approach to this, uh, wherein... And, of course, Marxists are very much like the big movement of history. So this idea that there's this alternate universe of perfect forms is how people have attempted to very explicitly uh, rescue Christianity, uh, rescue religion, and also rescue ethics from what they consider to be a morally empty or materialistic or Darwinian universe, but it, it doesn't work. Uh, and,
0: That's and, right. So so now, considering we, we, we can put aside out of the three situations, right? We can put uh, the first two aside. We already clarified with it. So uh, now... Now you are moving uh, moving towards uh, scientific, uh, you know, uh, view of the world, right? Materialist scientific view, and uh, an axiomatic based view of the world, is that correct? I mean, that's I, what,
1: I agree what, with you about the science and materialism. I'm not sure that I know what you mean by an axiomatic view of the world. And I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I'm just not sure I, I understand what that means.
0: Yes, uh, I mean. The way the way the scientific uh, community is is pushing forward uh, a certain theory or some other type of approach towards understanding the the world we live in and putting into perspectives you know all the issues related to to life in general its origins and uh, all, the, all the main issues that you are uh, your putting forward in, in your videos usually, pretty much, you know. So in in this third approach, it's based on a materialistic uh, scientific view.
1: Well, i was sorry, just to clarify one thing, and this, this could be construed as complete vanity, um, not on my part, but on the part of philosophy, but I'll, I'll say it nonetheless. It is my strong belief that it is not philosophy that is based on science, but science that is based upon philosophy, because you need to have a relationship between mind and, and matter, between thought and reality, you have to have metaphysics and epistemology worked out before the scientific method becomes valid. Uh, because, of course, there are some philosophies, uh, I wouldn't call them philosophies, but some superstitions that would say that dreams and intuition and all that kind of stuff are valid roots of knowledge, and science philosophy rejects that, and as a result the scientific method can be claimed to be valid. But I wouldn't say that philosophy comes out of the scientific method. This is just a cause and effect thing. Um, I'd like to work in the biggest field I can think of. And if science were bigger, I'd go there. Uh, so that's just a minor correction, if that uh, if that's okay.
0: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> You're obviously part of, of the philosophical community. So you know exactly how you, how you view these issues. Uh, yes, uh, I'm glad you corrected me here. So I don't know <laughs> you, you always you always mention the, the Occam razor and the uh, axiomatic uh, type of uh, you know uh, approaches towards towards the scientific views. Um, so that means you deny you deny any any purpose of, uh, you know, of belief, for example, shamanic shamanic belief, uh, you know, and... Uh,
1: sorry, I missed a word there. I, I got semanic
0: Shamanic, shamanic, shaman the shamans, you know. The oh, sh- shamans, I, yes. All those cultures, uh, all those ancient cultures and uh, views upon uh, the mind-body connection and such and... Uh, You know, like, uh, think about the placebo effect, right?
1: Well, Uh, the placebo effect is scientifically valid, right? I mean, the placebo effect is very powerful. And so, as a rationalist, I would definitely accept that... I would accept two things which may be related to what you're saying. The first is that there is, of course, a mind-body connection, which can be proven through the placebo effect. And the second is that people do find some value in something like prayer or certain kinds of superstitious rituals. Of course, it would be great if, uh, if we could find a, a scientific or rationalistic explanation as to the value that people get out of that, which is something that I'm sort of uh, working on uh, a, a podcast to, to do with that. But the short answer for me would be that I believe that we are full of amazing intuition. We can see this in terms of dream analysis, uh, Malcolm Gladwell has a book out called Blink, which is very interesting, which is the power, as he calls it, of thinking without thinking, in so far as people can determine, based on listening to half a second of a professor's muffled voice, whether he's a good professor or not, and it's very close to the, um, the uh, results that are handed in, in terms of professor evaluation by students at the end of a course. So we have an amazing ability to process, we have incredible instincts, and we have intuitions, Uh, I'm a big fan of psychology and and Jungian stuff in particular, certain aspects of it. So we do have amazing intuition. So when people sit and pray to God and they get an answer, it's obviously not an external divine being that they're praying to, but they are asking a question in a sense of themselves and receiving an answer. And it has certainly been my experience that that is a valid approach to at least bringing some kind of creativity or wisdom uh, into our lives. So the call and answer aspect of psychology that we, when people sit down to pray and ask God for an answer, they will often say that they do get some kind of answer. And um, it's obviously not an answer like, what is uh, the square root of 12 billion? But it is an answer like, where should I go with my life? What should I do with my life? Give me an answer as to whether I love this person or not. And they do feel that they receive some answer that has value for them, and my belief in that is that that is, that is true, it's just not a divinity that is external to their consciousness, but more the depths of their instincts and their own unconscious that they're asking to get these responses from.
0: Okay, uh, great. I mean, in this manner, if I can, if I can make an association between uh, the placebo effect and the, the effects of prayers, and putting aside as well the mathematics... Think about how complicated uh, the mathematical formulas there are. I mean, how would you expect a primitive culture and and, uh, and later on, uh, obviously, towards a civilized uh, society nowadays or even in the future looking at uh, people and not only the prophets or, uh, you know, <laughs> the laymen, but even the experts looking at some issues from people. Uh, uh, with the complexity of uh, ma- mathematics, that it has, has such a laborious way to of uh, approaching some such uh, you know ideas of uh, you know views upon the world that that have a uh, explanation through mathematics, but they are so complicated. Wouldn't be? Would it be much easier to kind of kind of put put a uh, put towards this approach, uh, for example, a simple prayer can do more than all the mathematical formulas in the world, right? To, to get you to to have some kind of a, you know, a emotion, you know, that it's kind of taking you towards a goal of understanding. I mean, this has been done over the eons, right? So.
1: Yes, but sorry, I, I would say that yes. that's, that's the right tool for the right job, right? You don't use a saw to hammer in a nail, and you don't use a hammer to cut a wood a piece of wood in two. And I would say that when it comes to self-knowledge...
0: Just to remind you, also the placebo effect, I then put it together with this mathematical approach and this emotional, religious type uh, of approach. And uh, another thing... I dismiss also the religious type of, uh, uh, you know, uh, theological religion approach, theology. You know, I I, I don't I put that aside. It, it doesn't fit my my way of uh, looking towards these issues, but uh, but the emotional aspects of uh, of the traditional, you know. Cultural and religious way of looking towards understanding the world of our purpose and such, I'm still still skeptical about it, you know?
1: Right. And in terms of the relationship to me between something like intuition or, or an authentic emotional experience, you would not necessarily find mathematics a tool. You can't say, what is the square root of love? Uh, you, you know, what is what is the, the cube root of anger? So authentic emotional experiences...
0: Oh, yeah, you, you can. You, you can, can. I mean, why not? You you can have, for example, uh, there are scientific papers where uh, where they define even love now. <laughs> even, uh, you know, some hormones, you know, some state of mind, some, you know, sure, no, but I here fo- is some I adrenaline, fo- here is some, yeah? Sorry, yeah, I was go talking ahead.
1: mathematics, not hormones. Of course, there are hormonal aspects to to lab no,
0: but the, no, but the hormonal, hormones can can be put in a chemical formulas and then you add them in a, some some other further you know descriptions mathematical or chemical or some other similar <laughs> scientific approaches you know at well, I'm not talking about mathematical just as a, a strictly speaking, a, a mathematical formulas, but scientific approach, such as mathematics or chemistry, you, know, you can, you can, you can explain how, you know, like uh, all these feelings they can be put uh, after after all into <clears throat> into a scientific <laughs> equation, if you if you wish to call it this way, right? Yeah, and, don't forget, the, and don't forget the placebo effect. Don't forget the placebo effect. Why is that? Was that uh, it works so well? I mean, it must be something that people believe. It must have some influence on them. Even if it's fake, even if it's false, just a belief itself seems to be, you know, working wonderfully, <laughs> you know?
1: Well, within certain realms, right? I mean, the placebo effect does not help uh, some illnesses, right? I mean, and certainly prayer. Has proven to be completely ineffective uh, in a sort of blind controlled uh, study, a double-blind control study. Prayer, the effectiveness of prayer for particular ailments, has proven you know completely ineffective. So it's well. Easy-
0: you know what I, I have to I have to I have to interrupt you here, Steph, because I heard I heard this point of view so many times over the debates uh, on the internet, and and actually these studies they were done in a particular manner. They have some specificity that that was limiting the real, the real effectiveness of uh, of a such such a. Uh, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that I I don't I don't uh, see these tests as viable 100, percent because they weren't done as uh, they were just the way they were approaching This testing was not uh, accurate <laughs> in my in my opinion. So well, I, so I certainly I would that. be
1: happy to to hear about um, the, the, the limitation. These are all peer-reviewed studies that have gone through some very rigorous scientific approaches. Uh, it, it certainly is not a valid thing to say they're not valid, right? I mean, if you have some proof about how each one of these tests was falsified or used false premises or made mistakes in some foundational way, then you should publish that, right? I mean, because that is some very, very powerful stuff. If you can discredit... The, um the studies that were done which uh, claim to prove the non-efficacy of prayer you should add I mean that's an incredible thing to do you should uh, you should uh, either point me towards and you can put that a link if you have one in the chat window uh, or you well
0: can I, I'm just I'm just trying to to add an extra point here for example during those tests there was selected 50 people that uh, is supposed to pray 50 people are not supposed not to pray but is this context you cannot create that emotion state that would uh, that would uh, Im- impact, you know, the prayer. or
1: something. Sorry, no, I'm not talking about those ones. The ones that I'm talking about are where uh, people are told, people in a church are told to pray for one group and not another group. Not right? No,
0: in- that, that's exactly no. what I'm talking about. Well, but no, you but so if just you are
1: genuinely praying for someone, then generally, that, yeah, then you should. Uh, you the effect of that prayer should show up. On that individual, if that if, if prayer is claimed to be efficacious, then in order to remove the placebo effect, it has to be a third party who's praying for you. <laughs> People
0: oh, okay, with, uh, okay.
1: With genuine, uh, right? So if if, yeah,
0: if I know what you if, mean. I know what yeah. you mean. That's no, that's no, what I'm talking about. Exactly. This is the that exactly this is the type of uh, research. It's been done uh, to to prove or disprove the the validity of the prayer. But exactly. So I disagree with such type of testing because just taking some group of uh, you know churchgoers to to put them to honestly and genuinely pray it's not the same as let's say uh, having a, a Buddhist monk or uh, you know that uh, is doing it <clears throat> is doing it for years and years and he has a he has a. Kind of pattern to do it, you know, properly, you know.
1: Sorry, but how so, do you? Know it's not the same.
0: Well, I wouldn't say it's not. It's not. Uh, you yeah. know, it doesn't have so, some some sort of uh, you know in similarity. But it's still not not in what I'm concerned. It's not really, you know. It doesn't convince me. Let's put it this way, <laughs> and uh, yeah.
1: But it's sorry. It's not up to you to be convinced or not. The question is: Is the methodology and the data valid? It's not. I mean, it's not whether you like it or not. Obviously, any more than whether it's I, whether I like it or not.
0: Perhaps, perhaps and, it's it's uh, it. It has some some chances to be valid, but not. Uh, you cannot base your your further decisions regarding such issues uh, based on on this research only it's to my view it's, uh, it can be easily dismissed
1: well sorry I, I don't know about what issues you're talking about the um the statement made by the
0: invalidity of sorry, prayer me, towards yeah minute. sorry <laughs> yeah the statement
1: the statement that is made by religious people is that prayer affects the outcome of illness right
0: yes pretty much and and some other similar issues yes
1: right so then the um, in a wide variety of studies using a wide variety of methodologies all of which has been peer-reviewed and run through a rigorous examination of, uh, of the, uh, the methodology and the validity of the data, the correlation between prayer and illness that has been claimed by religious people has been completely unsubstantiated. I mean, that's just a fact. We can draw whatever conclusions we want from that, perhaps, but the statement of claim that is put forward by the religious people uh, is falsified. I mean, that's just the, you, you, you can't just say, well, I mean, you can say it, but it's, it's not a valid thing to say, I don't accept those findings. Those are the well, facts. those are the facts right
0: right but uh, you see you're right but also let's let's say t- uh, tele- telepathy right this this uh, particular uh, scientific uh, so pseudo scientific uh, you know view upon some some way of uh, communication between uh, <laughs> brain waves you know it's not being denied uh, in 100% yet, so, you know...
1: Sorry, can you tell me what you mean by... not? I mean, it certainly has never been... Uh, no, nobody who claims telepathy for the last century uh, that I know of has uh, has ever tested above a purely random sample. So, it remains a completely unsubstantiated thesis today.
0: Yes, it remains. It doesn't, doesn't uh, dismiss it for, for good, so to speak, you know. As well as a placebo effect and... Uh, I don't know. sorry,
1: can you tell me what you i mean, i'm sorry i just want to make sure i understand, yeah. understand what you mean you say it doesn't dismiss it for good, so for the last hundred years, there's zero evidence whatsoever of any kind of non
0: oh we don't know communication
1: that. between minds uh that
0: we, maybe 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 it's simply you know not put forward towards the public you know who knows uh I don't have access to to the truths of the of those all that research that's been done, you know, so I can't really <clears throat> I can't really give any more arguments, but uh, I, I'm wouldn't, sorry. I wouldn't just dismiss help. it. I'm sorry, yeah.
1: just help me understand. How is it that you know whether something is true or false? Because it sounds a little bit like if there's science I don't like, I'm going because to...
0: Because maybe it's secret, right? Maybe it's secret for, uh, you know, that's it's true. used I'm... in military purposes or, you know, who knows, remote viewing and some other, other ways of... Uh, you know, or causing harm even, you know. And maybe it's just uh, not uh,
1: (coughs) You mean like voodoo?
0: Well, voodoo or or military purposes, you know. You never know.
1: Sorry, what you're saying is that all of these tests that have been going on in the scientific community might be discredited because there's military purpose to the telepathy?
0: Well, that's one one, point of view. What's the evidence
1: for that? Right. I mean, you have. I to don't escape. have the
0: evidence. I just. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, or presuming. <laughs> and, uh,
1: so you're rejecting evidence on the basis. So there's evidence that that psychic phenomenon is completely invalid. There's, well,
0: I didn't read your scientific papers. There, you know,
1: I, uh, I. Hang on. But there's there's yes. endless. They're available on the internet, right? So the the, the internet has made this. False. I doubt
0: it. I don't Very, think they are available. You don't they're think that scientific
1: studies about telepathy are available on the internet?
0: No, I don't. Have no. you looked? Well, I looked and I don't find anything uh, concrete, you know. Like uh, they are, they are uh, military secrets or you know some other forms. They are not revealed to the public. Eventually, I don't know. Maybe they are not, but I, I don't have the I don't have the evidence either way.
1: To, I'm trying to get you to recognize something here, and this is just my perspective, right? It's whether you want to accept it or not. It's up, up to you, of course, but what you're doing is you're saying okay on the one hand there's a huge amount of scientific literature and evidence for like that, that completely discredits the idea of psychic phenomena so that non evidence i'm going to reject sorry that evidence i'm going to reject and i'm going to reject it because i have a possible thesis about military something something for which there's absolutely no evidence right so you're rejecting the presence of evidence on the basis of a thesis for which there is no evidence right that's not scientific at all. It's not rational, right? Well,
0: I'm not saying there's no evidence. I just don't have access to it. It doesn't mean that if it can be made public, it's going to be made public on the internet or otherwise you know, wherever you go to to uh, <clears throat> wherever you get your information from. But uh, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> you see? I can't dismiss it yet. Uh, I, I don't read an article that, that's saying 100% it's, uh, it should be dismissed as uh, junk science, pseudoscience science and, and all, all those, uh, you know, including wood if you wish, you know, even wood, you can't, you can't dismiss it, you know, because it, it may have some impact on some, some level, you know.
1: Is there, is there any thesis that you would be willing to dismiss? Is there any n- null hypothesis for your approach to validating or invalidating a theory? Like, oh, what's no, no hypothesis would, oh, yeah sorry what would you what thesis would you be comfortable in in rejecting
0: well it's a kind of laborious uh, you know way of putting it, so i I will try to to go through some shortcuts if I may, for example and lots of people they want to just you know get high right they just want to get high you want to be, be this is a feeling of happiness so getting high or you know through natural or uh, <clears throat> some people are doing it through prayers some people are doing it through meditation or or just take taking uh, medication natural or or artificial medication right so all these effects that uh, <clears throat> so these stimulants, whether it's artificial or not, or based on uh, on a belief uh, methodology or some other way, uh, you know, obviously they have they have impact on uh, on our current lives, you know. So you cannot just we cannot just dismiss them. So f- yet, I mean, because uh, I mean to give you a a example for uh, why why voodoo. When wood wouldn't work? I, I was I'm not really prepared for that. Like uh, it's probably a laborious issue, but uh, I don't know if you see my points that uh, I'm trying to make.
1: I'm sorry, no, but but I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, let me uh, we'll we'll stop talking just now. What I'll do is I'll I'll listen to this again, and, and if I have any questions, uh, I can uh, I can give you a shout. But I can't quite follow what it is that you're making now. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll have a listen to this again. And as you know, I record these. We can put this up and other people can uh, can comment on it. But uh, l- let me stop just because I want to make sure that uh, if there's something in what you're saying that I haven't missed it, sort of as, a, as it blew past me. So uh, if that's okay, we'll take a pause now and let me listen to this. And perhaps we can pick it up again uh, if I find that there's something that I've missed in what you're saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. S- sounds good to me. Uh, <clears throat> you're saying that uh, we should continue afterwards or some other time or...
1: Well, let me have a listen to what it is that you've said. And if I've missed something in terms of the argument, that you, I just can't i can't follow what you're saying now. But if I uh, okay. hear it, I have questions, then I can give you a shout. I'm not sort of saying a specific day to continue, but if there are some questions that I have, then I can give you a shout and we can pick it up again.
0: Quite, quite. Okay, well, well thanks very much.
1: So I appreciate it. It was very interesting.
0: Okay, thank you, Steph. Okay, bye-bye.